From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. This is VK1 WIA for the week commencing May 31, 2009, presented this week by some of the VK2WI news team. I am Tim of VK2UJ with Matthew VK2YAP, and we're at the studios of Television Gladesville, VK2TVG, in West Lane Cove, Sydney, utilising their facilities. This Sunday at the VK2WI dual site, the bi-monthly trash and treasure is being conducted during the morning, and for those staying on, there is a sausage sandwich barbecue lunch and the Radio Home Brew and Experimenters group meeting from 1pm, all a function of Amateur Radio, New South Wales. Our thoughts with those listeners on the VK2 North Coast recovering from yet another period of flooding, while other areas of the country would love to have some of that water. In this week's VK1WIA News, we cover the world and some of the items will be In VK2, next weekend's Oxley Region Field Day at Port Macquarie and Paul VK2GX reports for the St George Amateur Radio Society. In VK3, the Eastern Zone Amateur Radio Club Foundation training is on next month. In VK4, there's a computer fair in Wide Bay today and the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering next weekend. VK5 have their Mount Gambier Field Day next weekend. In operational news, the VK Shires contest commences next week. Of special interest, there is Rescue Radio in Townsville. Jim Linton, VK3PC, talks about apples, the bad ones. And Robert Broomhead, VK3DN, reports on the closure of some of ACMA's offices. This is the VK1 WIA News Network, and with the WIA News this week, here's Matthew, VK2YAP. June's AR is in the post. Check it out and find out what happened at the recent AGM. On the Sunday morning during the WIA's AGM weekend of activities, the directors of the WIA met to conduct their second face-to-face board meeting for 2009. Being the first board meeting following the AGM, it was the responsibility of the board to appoint a president and vice-president. It was resolved to reappoint Michael Owen, VK3KI, as president, and Ewan McLeod, VK4ERM, vice president, for the forthcoming year. If you're listening to this WIA news as usual on your local repeater, then it would appear that your operators have the new file formats and storage locations down pat. If you notice that your usual outlet for news is off the air, maybe you can ask them to contact us at nationalnews at wia.org.au and we'll let them know about the new iPod automatic system that Robert Broomhead has put in place. Actually, everyone should log on to wia.org.au, click on this week's news broadcast, and follow the prompts to automatically get the text and audio delivered. Here's Richard, VK2SKY, with Hams Across Australia. Thanks, Tim, and congratulations on the new call sign. Hams Across Australia, VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club, are holding their field day in Port Macquarie next weekend, the 6th and 7th of June. More details later on in the bulletin. Westlake's Amateur Radio Club have acquired a number of high-band two-way radios, six-channel, crystal-locked, marked STW35W. The spec book describes the coverage as 146 to 147 MHz, with a bandwidth of 3 MHz. The club is seeking a circuit diagram for the radio mentioned, or a similar unit. The hope is to convert these rigs to operate within the 2-meter band using a PLL circuit. Contact Frank VK2FJL. 
Paul VK2GX from St. George Amateur Radio Society says their monthly meeting on the 3rd of June will feature Mark Cheeseman VK2XGK giving a presentation on Wyson in the Victorian bushfires along with general information. Meeting starts at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, the 3rd of June, at Kyle Bay Scout Hall. Talking on repeater VK2RLE146.800MHz. And this weekend in Sydney's North, the Manly Warringah Radio Society is moving from the Warringah Volunteer Services Centre to give the state emergency services a bit more room to manoeuvre. The club is organising a new permanent home, but for the time being, meetings will be held at the Terry Hills Community Centre, Ulong Road, at Terry Hills. More details later in the broadcast for listeners in New South Wales, or you can check the club website at www.mwrs.org.au. VK3. Eastern Zone Amateur Radio Club will be conducting a foundation training day on Saturday the 13th of June, with an assessment evening on Sunday the 14th of June. Venue is the Hazelwood South Hall, Tramway Road, Churchill. Start time at 09.30 each day. Anyone interested in the training and or assessment event, please contact the club via email at vk3bez at vk3bez.org. Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club's annual Hamfest is 18th of July, Cranbourne Public Hall. Anyone wanting a table should contact the club immediately. VK4. Last weekend, the 23rd and 24th of May, the Hudson's Range repeaters 146.925 and 438.500 plus APRS were put into life again. A de-expedition to Peaks Downs National Park set forth a massive effort to cart six 20-kilogram batteries, two solar panels, four rigs, two aerials and coax up the hill normally accessible only by helicopter. All went well, and by about 3 p.m., all the repeaters were in action. The repeater site is linked to the CHARC system covering Rockhampton, Springshire, Dysart, the Coalfields, Serena, Mackay to Early Beach. This could very well be the largest repeater link-up in Australia. The 26th FNNQARG 2009, the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering, will be held next weekend at Cardwell Village Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. If you're on holidays at the time, feel free to pop in. Computer Fair. Wide Bay's first computer and technology fair takes place at the Harvey Bay Great Hall, Beach Road, Pialba, on Sunday the 31st of May from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This looks like being a real community event with many local organizations and businesses involved, including the Harvey Bay Sea Scouts who are putting on a sausage sizzle and using the event as a fundraiser. In VK5, last week as we went around VK in 80 seconds, we heard from Charles VK5HD with his reminder of the Southeast Radio Group's annual convention at the Margaret Street Scout Hall, just behind the Mount Gambier Police Station. Again, if you're in the area, call in and say hi. VK7, Northwest Tasmania's Amateur Television Group's next uh, general meeting will be held on Saturday the 6th of June at 2pm. The venue, QTH of Ivan VK7XL. Guest speaker will be Barry VK7FR discussing his experiences as a former ABC News presenter in Papua New Guinea and many states of Australia. People interested in general information about the Northwest Tasmania Amateur Television Group and broadcast information are invited to visit the club's WIA webpage under VK7 Clubs for links to the club services.
And finally, the Great Southern Winter Hamfest. A Great Southern Winter Hamfest will be held at the Sorrells Men's Shed, Station Lane, Sorrell, southeast of Hobart, next weekend. If you are interested in being involved and/or helping out, email or contact Ken VK7DY for more details or to express your interest. And that wraps up this week's trip around VK. I'm Richard VK2SKY. VK2WI News is transmitted twice on Sunday. First at 10 a.m. and again in the evening at 7:30 p.m. on frequency starting at 18:45 kilohertz and extending up to 23 centimetres, except for 17, 15, and 12 metres. The coverage of VK2WI News is enhanced throughout VK2 by the repeaters of many clubs and groups, either automatically linked or fed off-air with signals taken from HF frequencies. IRNSW is most grateful for the continued support provided by these clubs and groups. The text of VK2WI News is available from Monday evening on the IRNSW website, www.irnsw.org.au. At the Senate Estimates hearing on Monday the 25th of May, the ACMA advised the Senate Committee that it proposed to close the Adelaide and Perth ACMA field offices. For further information, please refer to the news item on the WIA website and the attached Hansard document. VK2WI News, as many listeners will be aware, utilises a 5 MHz frequency for the benefit of our manual relaying stations. This has been assigned 5425 kHz in the USB mode. Its call sign is VKE580. As part of the licence conditions, we must take a break for identification every 10 minutes. That's no different to what we as amateurs should do when we have extended transmissions. This is the National News Network, originating at VK1WIA and relayed through many stations. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, southern suburbs and quite a few other places, it can be heard on IRLP node 6527, VK5IRL on 146.450 at 11am and 9pm Sundays. I'm Ken from Allgate and the Adelaide Hills, and I just love it. Now for this week's Discussion Point with Jim, VK3PC. Bad apples can make you sick. Bad apple operators, that is, folks. Let's consider a few examples, and there's no shortage of them, however. A year ago, a very enthusiastic, mature-age woman obtained her foundation licence and began enjoying the hobby very much. Then things went sour. She experienced distasteful harassment from a bad apple. As a result, did not renew her licence and is lost to the hobby forever. Another younger YL started off fine exploring amateur radio until she too was personally affronted. Her first approach was to stop using the 2 metre band, but the same thing happened on 40 metres and now rarely uses her station. Don't get it wrong, this is not a gender specific problem. The guys find bad apples are giving them the pip too. A number of club nets are regularly targeted by bad apples and their antisocial behaviour. A friendly simplex net is the latest to suffer, so much so that radio amateurs who have made on-air friends now don't keep in touch via radio, but conduct their QSOs on the internet chat system Skype. A sad state of affairs indeed. The ACMA has previously announced it's engaging in a regulatory education and compliance enforcement campaign. 
It needs support from individual radio amateurs, clubs and licensed class instructors. Occasional feedback from the ACMA on its campaign would be most welcome by the amateur radio community. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Many VKs have made the trip to the annual Dayton Convention in Ohio. This year's event has just concluded. From Amateur Radio Newsline, Jack W8ISH summarises the weekend. Once you get past the glitz of the new antennas, the radiant radio dials, and the latest in ham radio software, a world of wonderful and weird artifacts greet you in the outdoor flea market. There you'll find acres of classic amateur radio equipment and other special items. One enterprising seller was pushing the latest in used cattle prods. Drop in a couple of new batteries and you're all set to zap your way through life. Just past the shirt, jacket, and hat tent, you could pick up some mighty fine perfume for the lady. They even had deodorant for men. Saturday afternoon, rain showers forced hundreds of hams back inside the arena. People stood shoulder to shoulder and wheel to wheel to make their new equipment purchases. Many mobile hams in wheelchairs and on scooters found it difficult to cruise the arena floor. It would have taken a cattle prod to move through the crowd. After standing in line for a while to view a new piece of equipment, the crowds continued to grow, right along with the heat and humidity. Thoughts of returning to the perfume table outside became a very good idea. Whether you were after an old part for your radio project, something digital and high-tech for the ham shack, or even taking in the newfound knowledge in one of the many forums, you'll have to agree there's nothing in the world like the Dayton Hamvention. We hope to see you there next year. Next weekend, on a smaller scale, we have field days at Mount Gambier in VK5 and Port Macquarie in VK2. Last week, Charles, VK5HD, reminded you about the South East Radio Group's annual convention. In case you missed the details, it will be held in the Margaret Street Scout Hall. It's just behind the Mount Gambier Police Station, so be on your best behaviour. If you're in the area, call in and say hi. Like all activities, they need your support. Over on the VK2 Mid-North Coast, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club will have their two-day event next weekend and John, VK2KC, invites you to Port Macquarie. On the 6th and 7th of June, we will be holding our annual field days. This is the 34th year this event has been held and the venue, as usual, will be the Sea Scouts Hall, Buller Street, Port Macquarie. Now for some finer details. On Saturday the 6th, the hall will be open for registrations at 12.30pm but there will be no sales or displays on that day. However, the fox hunts will be held on both days. 1pm on Saturday, 2 metre mobile fox hunt, followed at 2 by the 80 metre pedestrian fox hunt, and then at 3pm, the 2 metre talk-in. At 5.30pm, we adjourn to the Port City Bowling Club in Owen Street for a smorgasbord dinner. This is an all-you-can-eat seafood night plus other meals as well. User pays, of course. The program for Sunday. 8am, hall opens for trade and second-hand sale set-up. 8.30am to 9am, all-band scramble. And that's an all-mode scramble. 9am, field day officially opens with registrations. 10am, 80-metre mobile fox hunt. 11am, 40-metre pedestrian fox hunt, using a standard transistor radio, no DF mods or attachments. 11.30am, our barbecue lunch starts, pay as you eat. 1.30pm, 2-metre mobile fox hunt. 2.30pm, 2-metre pedestrian fox hunt. 3.30pm, presentation of all competition prizes and fox hunt trophies. 
The entry fee is a mere $5 per person, and of course, the free coffee, tea and biscuits on both days. Lucky Door Prizes, guessing competitions with quality prizes, trade displays and sales, second-hand sales as well. We will have on display our newly commissioned mobile communications van. This is a result of many hours of work by the club members. The van boasts HF, VHF and HF transmitting capabilities and is totally portable. Feel free to have a look. Enjoy and support the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club on the long weekend, 6th and 7th of June in beautiful Port Macquarie. Inquiries to VK2 Kilo Charlie, John McLean, phone 0417-946-220. This week in international news, smart metering won't cause problems for amateur radio. The UK government has announced that it wishes to press ahead with plans for smart metering with full implementation by 2020. Here is Jeremy G4NJH with the details. This was a policy announcement that had been long expected. It wasn't a shot out of the blue for the RSGB or the EMC committee. Whilst the method of remote reading of the millions of metres has not yet been finally decided, it is most likely that it will make use of established technology. Any immediate alarm is unwarranted since, in this case, it really means power line signalling or PLS. Power line signalling has been around for over a 100 years and is widely used in the control of street lighting, the switching of tariff rates and control of the power grid. In particular, it uses very low data rates and a frequency below 150 kHz. It isn't at all the same as broadband power line technology, which uses frequencies between 4 MHz and 26.5. Honour for wind-up radio inventor. The BBC reports that the inventor of the wind-up radio, Trevor Baylis, is to be presented with an honorary doctorate by Northampton University. His wind-up radio made communications available to people across Africa without access to electricity and won a BBC Design Award. Trevor Baylis is an honorary member of the RSGB. Nine-year-old awarded the Worked All ZS. Belinda... ZU6MM, a young lady of nine, has received her very own Worked All ZS Award. Belinda has most definitely put out a challenge to her seniors to work towards achieving their WAZS. It is now just over nine months to the centenary of the WIA we have today. It all started on a Thursday afternoon, the 11th of March 1910, in the smoking room of the Hotel Australia in Sydney, a meeting of concerned experimenters over the treatment they were getting from the authorities. Many amateurs have visited the Kurrajong Radio Museum run by Ian, VK2ZIO. VK2WI News paid a visit and asked Ian about his audio exhibits. You have some segments there of early transmitter identifications? Yes, my favourite cart there is called ABC Program Fail. And this is actually when the ABC breaks. They had several sorted excuses. The early ones were on record and they were kept at the transmitter site. So usually it would be the studio line had gone out back to the transmitter site and they would just play these records to say that our programs are no longer available and uh, we're looking to see where the technician's gone or something similar to that. I'm sorry that our program has been interrupted. We'll be returning to it as soon as possible. And meanwhile, I'm going to play some recordings. That was probably in the days when there was actually a technician living on site and he probably got dragged out of his vegetable garden to race over to the transmitter. On his bicycle? Yes, on his bicycle, bicycle. to uh, effect appropriate repairs. Some of them have been used quite a bit because some of them have got some very nasty scratches on the track. Well, the trouble that caused the interruption to our transmission has been cleared up and we're returning now to our normal program. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, 
You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In northeast New South Wales, it's relayed on linked repeaters Lismore 146 decimal 800 and Byron Bay 146 decimal 625 at 9am Sunday. From the Summerland Amateur Radio Club, I'm Chris, VK2 LCD. The WIA Weekly News is now available on iTunes. Yes, the news broadcast has launched itself into the world of podcasting. You can now subscribe to the MP3 file via the RSS link on the WIA news page with your favourite podcatcher software. Or you may choose to subscribe to the weekly broadcast via Apple's iTunes store and application. Now subscribing is really easy. All you do is click on the link that we've provided you in the text edition of this new service. But wait, there's more. We also offer you the option of subscribing to the text edition of this new service via your favourite RSS reader software. Now, for those of us who use Mozilla Firefox web browser or recent versions of Microsoft Internet Explorer, using your web browser, simply click on the second link that we've provided you in the text edition of this new service. And you may have noticed that the WIA news page on the WIA website has been updated. Well, the good news is that the name of the weekly MP3 file has been updated to incorporate the date of each week's broadcast. Now, this is important because it means that we can offer you the option of listening to the MP3 file or reading the text edition for any news broadcast, current or previous. And the last two weeks' broadcasts are already up there on the WIA website. Now, if you're a rebroadcaster of the news, be aware of the new MP3 file name format and make sure that you download the latest weekly news from the WIA website. Additional information on how to automate downloads with a new file name format is being prepared and will be distributed to rebroadcasters via the rebroadcasters news group over the coming weeks. At the VK2WI dual site, besides the broadcast network, Amateur Radio New South Wales operates the VK2RWI repeaters from 6 metres through to 23 centimetres and provides the beacons which identify as VK2RSY from 10 metres through to 23 centimetres. The 6 metre and 23 centimetre beacons last year got new purpose-built transmitters and this year the 2 metre and 70 centimetre service was restored with new transmitters. Reports are most welcome. Finally, the 80-metre Morse training transmitter on 3699 kHz also got a new transmitter last year. This service has about 3,700 words in storage, which it provides almost 24-7, except for broadcast times, on a range of speeds from 5 to 15 words per minute. All these transmitters were purpose-built by station engineer Mark VK2XOF. Another service to the amateur fraternity provided by Amateur Radio New South Wales is the long-running 80-metre Morse training session provided in the past by a range of operators. These days it is once a week on Thursday at 8pm on 3550 kHz from Ross of EK2ER at Orange. Earlier this year we lost Alan of EK2ADB when he became a silent key. Ross would like some help with the service to provide additional nights. Can you help? Give him a call on Thursday night at the end of the session when he takes callbacks. From the Q News workbench, the nuts and volts report. Measure twice, cut once. Instant charge battery. A new form of battery is being developed with what's being called instant charging. 
Amateur Radio Newsline's Jeff Clark, K8JAC, reports that researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have announced that they have developed a new form of lithium-ion battery. It's one that could discharge and recharge in seconds rather than hours. Gebron Cedar is a professor of material science and engineering at MIT. Along with his graduate student, he developed a way to build lithium-ion batteries with a performance level more like that of ultracapacitors. These are caps that store less energy but can store and release it very quickly. If commercialised, this new breed of lithium-ion battery would allow future hybrid cars to rapidly recharge. It could also lead to improvements in portable two-way radio as well as new consumer and industrial products. But it'll be some time before a battery like this is available commercially. In operational news, VK Shires. The VK Shires contest gets underway next weekend and many of the contest clubs are getting ready to get up and going. The categories you can compete in are varied. Foundations are catered for with their own category as well as multi-operator stations. Everyone should be able to have a bit of fun in this contest. Remember, you can work a shire on both SSB and CW, so the most important thing to do in each band is to make sure you grab all the multipliers before settling down to a CQ or run frequency. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Redcliffe Runner CW Net, conducted by John, VK4BZ, on 3535 kHz. Not all those participating are in the Redcliffe district. Luke, VK3HJ, located in central Victoria, is a consistent regular and may have some others from around Brisbane who just drop in. Those amateurs participating are making great progress in both their sending and receiving of Morse. The format of the Morse practice is that it starts at 9, 11 and 13 words per minute, then follows up with a round-robin CWQSO, all on 3535 Thursdays at 8.30pm. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Digital. Multi-PSK 4.14 released. A new version of the popular data mode software, Multi-PSK, has been released. Patrick, F6CTE, says that the new release of Multi-PSK is on his website. Multi-PSK, an associated program clock, are freeware programs, but with the functions activated by a license user key. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. AMSAT, VK Unofficial HFNet. It's on the second Sunday of each month from 10 UTC on 3685 kHz. Designer Satellite. EduWeb has designed an interactive education game for young people called Designer Satellite. It's in the Engineering and Technology section of the website and can be seen at the web address shown in this week's text edition of the news. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Members and friends of the Radio Amateur Old Timers Club of Australia are reminded that the next news and information broadcast will take place on Monday the 1st of June using the RAOTC call sign of VK3OTN. It starts at 10am on 7060 and 3650 kHz plus 1845.7MHz.Melbourne.On14.1.5MHz.At0100UTC.Booming.North.And.At0200UTC.Booming.West.From.Melbourne.For.Those.Who.Are.Not.Yet.Retired.8.30pm.Victorian.Time.Tune.
Here they were fully briefed on their expected roles and the intricacies behind the organisation of this major auto sports event. Now the operators are revved up and ready to go and be useful while playing with radios in the field with auto racing. Meantime, Regional Communications Support Coordinator Blue, VK4FBLU, has put out the call for support for other events happening in the not-too-distant future. In the upcoming social scene, June 5 to 8 in VK4, the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Group at Cardwell Village Beachcomber Resort, June 6 and 7, South East Radio Group Convention, Margaret Street Scout Hall in Mount Gambier, that's behind the police station, also June 6 to 7, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 34th Annual Field Day at the Sea Scout Hall in Buller Street, Port Macquarie. June 7 in Sydney, Repeater Planning Meeting, sponsored by the WIA. July 11 and 12 in VK3, Gips Tech 2009, the Technical Conference with a VHF, UHF and Microwave Focus. VK1 WIA, heard across Australia. Each week, Graham VK4BB collects as many check-ins as he can to find out the reach of this VK1 WIA news service. Well, the figures are in for the past 12 months, and the grand total is 107,059. That's both the downloads from the website, wia.org.au, and check-ins from our network of radio relays across Australia. On the radio, the most check-ins are from VK2, and nearly half of those check-ins from New South Wales came from listeners on the VK2 WI network. More details in the text edition of this week's VK1 WIA News, and especially if you're listening through a local relay, don't forget to check in. We have now reached the end of national news for this week, and it's time for your local transmission source to either take the check-ins or continue with local news. On behalf of the VK2WI news team, it's goodbye from Tim, VK2UJ, Richard, VK2SKY, and Matthew, VK2YAP, at the studios of Television Gladesville. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.